In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. I am free. Thank God. I am free. I am This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people, that's right. In spite of the trauma of my early years, of my childhood years, and my early adult years, I am still here, and I give all the glory to God. We used to sing a song, give all the glory to Jesus and tell of his love and tell of his wonderful love. That's right. I'm still here and I'm still committed to the cause. Happy Monday to you. I pray that you had a blessed week and a blessed Thanksgiving day. And I pray that you did not merely enjoy good food and family, but that you found the time to truly spend with the Lord and tell him thank you for all of his many, many wonderful blessings for the air that we breathe, you know, for the earth that we exist in um, I, I, I truly hope that you found the time to do that and if you didn't it's not too late you know even though the the holiday is past it's good to give thanks every day to the Lord for his his goodness um, this year our celebration Chris and I, our celebration was actually uh, very different for us. It was, it was very unusual um, because we usually have uh, some military guys come over, um, at least one or uh, sometimes two or three um, people that are stationed away from home. Uh, we, we always open our doors and invite them to come. And we always usually have uh, some family that we share our meal and um, our, our, our company and our time with. Well, this year, it was just Chris and myself. 
And so that was very different for us. Uh, we still had good food, <laughs> thank the Lord, because I'm a good cook, and Chris is a good cook. <laughs> so we still had good food, but circumstances didn't allow us to celebrate with our usual uh company this year and that was a little tough for us um but we made it a point to get on our knees and we prayed together and we gave thanks for God's goodness because he's good anyhow he's good anyhow sadly we must acknowledge people um, that there are many people, many, many, many people who perhaps ate at a shelter this past Thanksgiving. Um, or maybe worse than that, perhaps they didn't eat at all. Perhaps they didn't have a meal of any kind, much less a turkey with all the trimmings. Um, in, in addition to that, I know that many, um, many people were, were probably even assaulted and abused this very past Thanksgiving Day. So, unfortunately, um, even when we are blessed and have the opportunity to celebrate and to share with family and friends, there are others who are not so fortunate. And... That's what our show is all about. Our show is all about keeping those things um, on your mind. Um, bringing awareness to the prevalence of sexual abuse, as well as abuses of various other kinds. The impact that it has on the individuals, as well as our society. Um, that's what our show is all about, and that's why we do what we do. Um, it's one of our outreach ministries uh, here at Equipping the Saints Ministry. This is uh, one of our passions and one of our outreach ministries. I can actually recall one of my Thanksgiving memories that I share briefly in my book, The Story of Me. And um, it was a time that my mother had left us. She was gone uh, because of the abuse that was going on in our home. She couldn't take it. She was gone. Uh, very different than meals before. Um, Daddy cooked the turkey that, that year, which was something that Mama always did. But I don't remember the meal. I don't remember us actually sitting down and, and having a meal. Um, my memory becomes sketchy because uh, something, something was going on that wasn't good. Something was going on that wasn't, that was very, very wrong. But I can't remember exactly what it was. So it, it appears or seems to me that I blocked that um, that out of my memory. And you know what? That's what abuse does. It robs. It robs the individual. It robs you. It robs the person. And it fragments your memories. It fragments your emotions. Um, there's nothing 
nothing pretty about abuse. It's quite the opposite. It's quite devastating, and um, it, it's, it, it, can, it can destroy a home and the lives of, of, of everyone involved. The picture of abuse is not a pretty one. And as much as we hate to talk about it, as much as we hate to um, society in general uh, has has tried to push it under the, the rug, so to speak, for many, many years, um, it's something that people are talking about now. And I'm thankful to be to be one of those people that that is helping to shed light on this trauma and and the harm that it causes. I I want to dismantle any illusions or delusions, false beliefs, or ideas that uh, one may have about abuse. Um, those that may think of, even like myself, even though I was a victim of abuse as a girl, came from a, from a dysfunctional home, I, I had some misconceptions of my own. Uh, one that comes to mind is how I didn't think that um, babies, you know, or toddlers, children under a certain age, like maybe under three, say, three pop, Possibly four. I, I didn't think that they would have a memory or or, um, uh, or or a response to types of abuse. Um, I don't even think that I really thought too much about babies or children that age being abused until I became a foster parent. And when I became a foster parent, and we provided emergency shelter services for children from the ages of infancy to um, to basically under eight, a few days under 18, all the way up to the age of 18, basically. And we uh, took in some of these, some of these toddlers, some of these infants under a year old and a couple of years old. And we saw the effects of the trauma and the neglect and the abuse that they had suffered, even when they couldn't talk even when they weren't able to articulate or explain or um, express the trauma, we, we could see it. It was very evident in their, in their um, lack of normal behavior, in their lack of normal development, in their lack of uh, facial expression. And it took a few weeks of them being with us and being in a loving environment and, and being in um, a stable environment before some of those behaviors began to change. And, and so that was a misconception I had, if I can call it that, um, because I, I just didn't even have understanding that abuse goes deep at any age, at any age and in a, on many different levels. So I want to provoke you tonight. I want you to feel the impact of what I am sh going to share because I want you to get involved, to get involved some way. Do something to help combat this evil. Um, if you yourself are a victim 
of abuse, of sexual abuse, or physical abuse, um, overcome it. Do what you have to do to overcome it. Get healed. Get delivered from the effects of it so you can stop the cycle from continuing in your own family. If you have not been the victim of abuse, get educated, become informed, get involved, and help someone else who is trying to make a difference in people's lives. Um, volunteer at a rape crisis center. Become a foster parent. I'll be back after the break. Has the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Liberty Christian Center, located in Box Elder, South Dakota. They are a non-denominational, Bible-based, Holy Spirit-led deliverance ministry. Pastor Charles and Romika White, Liberty Christian Center. Get ready for Officer Radio. Every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, only on Officer.com. It's powered by the worldwide resources of Officer.com and hosted by Editor-in-Chief of Officer.com and 30-year law enforcement veteran Frank Borelli. Officer.com is your source for the latest news, trends, and issues facing the law enforcement community, which change almost daily. New regulations, new things to know about that affect all in law enforcement. Join us each week as Officer Borelli and his guest examine, dissect, and discuss the issues facing our industry. Call in live and join the conversation to get your voice heard. For more law enforcement news and more about the show, go to officer.com. You can even find us on Facebook and Twitter. Then join us live every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. Eastern, only on officer.com. Thank God I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. That's right. This is Diane, and I am back on the air with you, and I am not the same woman that I used to be, and I thank God for his goodness uh, and, and, and helping to change who I am today because I was a victim of abuse um, in various different forms, and I thought that it would be good um, Tonight, if I read some of the excerpts from from my first book, The Story of Me, 
I haven't read too much from this book um, in a while because I've been focusing more on overcoming sexual abuse. But perhaps you're listening for the first time and you don't really know what abuse looks like. Maybe you, um, you haven't known anyone who's been abused or you, have, you yourself hasn't experienced any type of uh, physical, sexual, emotional um, um, spiritual abuse even. Um, so I'm going to give you some excerpts tonight from from my story, the story of me. And of course, you can get uh, this in its entirety through um, authorhouse.com. But I'm going to read to you uh, page 17 from My Sister's Turn. It was evening. We were in the living room watching TV. With permission, of course. We did not go into the living room or watch TV without permission. Daddy came into the living room. I think he asked a question. The next thing I knew, my sister went sailing across the room. Literally sailing across the room. Daddy was mad about something. We didn't know what. It came from nowhere. He grabbed my sister by her ankles and pulled her so hard she flew across the room. My sister was only around five years old. I know she cried, but I don't remember what happened after that. I'm painting a picture for you of what abuse looked like in our home. We're sitting there one minute, watching TV, sister sitting in the chair, out of nowhere, without warning, she's thrown across the room. <sighs> Only around five years old. Okay, let's go to the washing machine. This is page 21. We were somewhere in the house minding our own business. That was what we learned to do when daddy was drinking. He called my brother and me into the kitchen. In the kitchen was a place for a washer and a dryer. Well, daddy instructed us to sit on top of the washer and dryer side by side. He was even so kind as to assist us to get up there. Excuse my twisted humor. I learned long ago to laugh about some of these things. He helped us get up on the washer and dryer and he proceeded to question us again as to the whereabouts of our mother. Yes, you're right. We had been through this before. The last time he used the butt of a pistol to torment us. This time he asked, where is your mother? I said, I don't know. He aimed the gun at my brother. I began to cry and plead. Please, please don't shoot my brother. He said, okay. Then he asked my brother, where's your mother? Daddy, I don't know. He aimed the gun at me. My brother began to cry and to plead for my life. 
When he aimed the gun at my brother, I pushed it away from his head. When he aimed it at me, my brother did the same. After a few times of this, I began to wonder if he was just enjoying the torture and seeing the terror in our faces. He then told us to go look for her. When he helped us down one by one, and at each at separate times, I remember heading towards the dining room. Now the dining room was connected to the kitchen and it opened up into the living room. So I headed toward the dining room and daddy went the other way. He headed toward the living room. As I came around the corner, ha, he said, and aimed the gun at my head. I remember screaming and falling to the ground with my hands over my ears as if to protect me from the gunshot that I just knew was next. It didn't happen. Instead, he just chased me back and forth until he got tired of the game. If this was his idea of a game, we were not laughing. I don't remember when it ended. It just did. We were both still alive. Thank you, God. Like I said earlier, that's what abuse does. It fragments your memories. It fragments your emotions. It fragments your personalities. I don't remember when it ended. I just remember that somehow it did. And we were thankful to be alive. We were thankful that I didn't die that day and I didn't see my brother get killed. Does this sound sadistic to you? Well, I think that's because it is. I think that I think that it comes from a very evil, dark, sinister place. I think that it is spawned by Satan himself. And he sends his tormenting demons to torment the perpetrator's mind. They are tormented. They are tormented souls. They are tormented people, perhaps from abuse in their lives, perhaps. Um, let's me, let me read, um, because it doesn't get better, it gets... It gets worse. How about page 23, the night we slept outside? I don't remember what the events of the day were. It must have been a weekend. I'm sure Daddy was drinking all that day. What I do remember clearly is that the night air was cold. We were in our pajamas. We were embarrassed because when the sun came up, we could see our friends walking by on the way to school, and we knew or thought they could see us too. We were huddled up together on the front porch. There were some vertical wood panels on the front porch that did provide a measure of privacy for us. Nevertheless, we were cold in our pajamas and bare feet. I suppose I should back up and tell you how we got there. We were again upstairs minding our own business. This time we were all in bed. 
As I stated before, I had three brothers and one sister. We ranged from age two to 12. Daddy called us down the stairs one at a time in the order of our age. Opening the front door, he asked that famous question, where is your mother? The reply, I don't know. He raised his foot and kicked each of us in the rear end and kicked us out of the house. It is a little fuzzy in my mind, but I distinctly remember wondering if he's going to kick my youngest brother out of the house too. I was, I was worried because he was only two years old. Well, he did. We huddled up with each other. We cried. I prayed. But we stayed out there on that porch. He locked us out and we stayed there until the sun came up. School kids kept walking by, so finally we decided to walk down the street. We remembered that our parents had some friends down the street, so we walked a few blocks and found our way to their house. We knocked on the door and thank God they were home. As I was reading that, I actually could, I could remember how excruciating the pain of my father's kick was. Because when I say he kicked us in the rear end, when he kicked us in the behind, I mean, he literally kicked us. It wasn't no light punt or, uh, you know, I mean, he literally kicked each of us, including the baby, the two-year-old, out of the house. I don't mean he just told us, get out. And I, I just had a memory of how painful that was. So when we talk about abuse and when you try to imagine the situations that some children, some women, um, some boys, girls, teenagers that some people are living in, you know, I, I challenge you to expand your thinking. I challenge you to expand your, your mind and to really grasp what it is that we're talking about here. And again, my, my desire is to provoke you uh, to get involved, to become aware. And we will continue after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Booyah! That's the word uttered when you know you have the upper hand. Or you're the winner. Well, now we have the Booyah Radio Hour with Martin Bressy. Tuesdays at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Martin's show is all about helping speakers and authors find their niche, create their brand, and achieve massive success. Each week, Martin will interview guests from around the world who have achieved tremendous success as speakers and authors. You'll find out who they are, what they do, and how you can follow in their footsteps to achieve incredible results. 
Guests will come from around the world of business, entertainment, finance, the arts, and sciences. Nothing is off topic. No subject too taboo. We'll share valuable information as well as huge laughs as we discover the ups and downs of being a successful speaker and author. The Booyah Radio Hour with Martin Pressey. Tuesdays at 9, 8 Central on Togedat.com. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness and to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls or we can make information available to you via email. Equipping the Saints Ministries is home-based in Maryland. You may write to us at Post Office Box 1616, Clinton, Maryland, 20735, or email us at vir2us1 at verizon.net. Thank God I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people, this is me. This is Diane, and uh, I am back, and we are talking about abuse. And I know that I am painting um, a very graphic picture for you, and I I know that it's probably depressing. <laughs> and I'm sorry for that, but abuse is depressing. Um, the effects of it are, are, are tragic and can be lifelong if the person abused is not healed delivered you know if they don't overcome the trauma that has been thrust upon them and that's why we do our show we do our show because there are many 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 people who suffer in silence who um, never talk about these things, who never get um, the victory over these things. And um, we believe that that is, that is a tragedy. And um, we want to reach out to those people and, and let them know, through you even, um, through us, through you, that, you know, someone does care, that there is hope, that they can overcome these things, that Christ, Jesus Christ was my salvation and and is why I still have hope even today. Um, just, um, what, about a week ago, I want to say, um, it might, well, actually it wasn't even quite a week ago. I was I was given the opportunity. I was invited to um, to share my story for a mental health um, 
a faith-based mental health organization in Maryland called It's Getting Better All the Time. And believe it or not, um, I don't, even though I do this show, I don't think a lot about my own um, story all, you know, I don't think about it on a regular basis. So when I do have to talk about it, um, it's still very sobering to me. It's still quite sobering to me to see where God has brought me from. And, um, you know, I had some notes and some things planned to share, but when I began to talk about it, I just kind of went with the flow and I ended up going a completely different direction, but found out that even in the audience, even in the audience on that day, there was, there was someone who was, who was, um, bold enough to, to discuss with me that they had been abused. There was someone in the audience and, you know, it, it impacts me newly every time I hear someone talk about that because this person was sharing um, how they've been treated, how others have responded to them when they did finally start trying to share it with different people. And it was so similar to my experiences. It was with the same callousness. It was with the same ignorance. I, I, I have to say that in some cases that that is ignorance for someone even in the body of Christ to say, well, you're in Christ now. So Forget about all that. You're in Christ now, so that doesn't matter anymore. Those were the same kind of callous responses that I got when I finally got enough nerves to share with certain individuals what had happened to me. And that's why we do our show, because we want to educate you now, even if you are a believer, um, that that is not the way you respond when someone when someone brings you that kind of information. Those people need to know uh, because you never know if you're the first person that they've told and they need to know and they're confessing and they're talking about it as part of them getting healed, as part of them getting delivered. The scriptures even tell us to confess our faults one with the other, um, whether the abuse, whether they had anything to do with their abuse or not, I'm not talking about that at the moment. But I'm just talking about the the um, the need to confess. I'm talking about the need to expose and to bring these things out. It is a part of the healing process. And because of your own discomfort, or because of your own ignorance, or because of your being um, a weak. Uh, confidant, you could hinder that process. So we can somehow help you get informed and become prepared now, then your response needs to be one of compassion and one of love, because you know what? That's what Jesus would do. Jesus said he came to bind up the brokenhearted. He came to set captives free. He came to deliver us from sin and to deliver us from bondage of there's all sorts of bondage. There's emotional bondage. There's bondage of traumas. There's bondage because of sickness. There's all different sorts of bondage. And the Lord cares about those things as well as salvation. So, 
I had the opportunity again to hug this person and to tell them, you know, I am so sorry that this happened to you. And if, any, if, if no one has ever told you that before, I just want you to know that I am so sorry that this happened to you. The Lord is so sorry that this happened to you. He cares for you. And while I'm fighting back tears, because this impacts me every time I hear it, this individual began to cry and began to purge. I called those tears are purging and said to me, you know, I don't, I don't remember if anyone has ever said that to me. So that's how important, that's how important the compassion is. Um, if you're not a believer, then it's still important. If you're not a Christian, it's still important. If you ever encounter anyone that, that confides in you and decides to trust you with this information, please show them compassion. And if you don't know how, direct them to me. Direct them to our show. Uh, get some of our material so that you can better equip yourself and have more compassion and understanding. So let me get off that tangent and, and back on on painting this picture for you. I'm reading from my own story, the story of me. And uh, I'm going to pick up here on page 24. Uh, there were different events. They were ongoing. There was the time when my parents were both gone. The police came to our house looking for us. We were afraid and didn't open the door. We had many conversations how we should have let them in. We didn't, though, and things progressed from bad to worse. Daddy became more violent. Now it was a weekend routine. He came home drunk on the weekends. We knew there was going to be trouble. For some reason, his focus began to shift towards me. Again, I don't remember the specific order of these next events. I just know they happened. And this is titled The Scars. On this particular night, Daddy called me, my oldest brother and me downstairs. He began the usual interrogation. When we did not give the right response, he began to beat us with an extension cord. Over and over the cord came. It hit. It hurt. The impact would be felt for years to come. The scars are yet visible because the cord broke my skin. I carried those whip marks everywhere I went. They were mostly visible to myself, but there were those occasions when someone would notice and ask me, how I got them. I cried myself to sleep that night. My wounds were not dressed or cared for. They bled. I cried. I finally slept. Yes, I know that it's um, graphic and I know that it's um, hard to hear, but this is a reality for someone right now 
even as I speak, this is probably a reality for someone, for many someones right now. Someone they know, their father, their mother even, their uncle perhaps, um, a foster parent even, could be abusing them physically, sexually, emotionally. I mean, emotionally is naturally going to come with any one of those two things. Um, and this is, this is their life. And I thank God that be, before all these things began to happen in my life, that I, that I did have a foundation, that I did have a foundation in the word that I had been to church. I had been taught the word of God. I had been taught right from wrong. And I believe that that was part of my saving grace is because although these things were happening, I knew that they were wrong. Um, I had some confusion as far as why they were happening, why they were allowed to happening. There were many times I prayed in my mind and prayed <laughs> for answers and for help. Um, I've got a, let's see, I think one more, one more uh, scenario that I'm going to read, one or two perhaps here, but it's 30 seconds before break time. So I'm going to have to hold that thought until um, we come back from the break. And wouldn't you know that uh, <laughs> I stopped too soon, but I know it's coming. There it is. Here come the tunes. <laughs> Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, abuse, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have loved and been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived abuse, molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may see or find themselves in Diane Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of the story of me online at www.authorhouse.com or any of the major bookstores. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. 
For more information on Tricia and Living Inspired, go to her website, TriciaGoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Thank God I am I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Thank God I am free. I thank God I am not the woman I used to be. That he has given me my joy, my life, my, um, in some ways I can even say he's re- he restored my childhood. Um, and by that I don't mean, of course, that I went back to being 10, 11 uh, years old or 9 or whatever, but that, uh, you know, he's given me the ability to laugh and to um, to uh, be carefree and to be, um, you know, childlike at times. The In spite of my the serious topic that we cover and the types of ministry that we pursue in our outreaches, um, I have many many opportunities to um to laugh and to kid around and to um to you know to joke with my husband and um you know i he's restored that uh, childlikeness to my nature i'm not a bitter old sourpuss <laughs> If Chris, I know Chris is listening to me tonight, but he's he's not on he's not talking. But I I know that he can vouch he can vouch for the fact, and and my family can vouch for the fact that sometimes we just get downright um, silly. <laughs> and I'm thankful that I'm able to do that. I'm thankful that God has given me that back. Um, and that's what a relationship with him will do for you. But I have to say that that is really up to the individual, too. Um, I see many, many Christians and people that are believers who um, are are sour and bitter and untrusting and um, unable to express True love and affection for each other, um, very, um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? In other words, me and mine, they, 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 a, a limited capacity. They don't have a capacity for much more than their own. Um, and some of this, I, I, I know, comes from abuses and traumas of the ways that some of them were raised 
Um, and even though they came to Christ and accepted salvation, they didn't accept deliverance in those areas. They did not seek God for deliverance in those areas. They have carried these uh, weights. One of our shows, we talk about lay aside the sin and the weights that doth so easily beset us. They have carried these weights for years, and it shows. It shows because they're very limited in their ability to give, to receive, to share, to express. So... Let's continue because pretty soon we're going to be running out of time. And tonight I would like to um, pray before we go off the air. Um, this is titled, The Abuse Gets Worse. This is page 27. And you know what? That is one of the realities about abuse is that oftentimes, the majority of the time, it does not get better. It escalates. It escalates. Um, uh, many times the victims uh, either outgrow it because they get 18 and they leave the house. Sometimes they, they, um, um, they get a reprieve because the next child in line has reached an age where they can become the victim. Sometimes it ends in death, actually. Uh, there's, there's many, many situations where children end up dead because of the abuse, losing their lives. So that's one of the things about abuse is oftentimes it does not get better. It escalates and it gets worse. So let me read from my story. Sleep was something I learned to do lightly. I never knew what to expect and I wanted to be prepared. I knew from listening to other stories that, I'm sorry, I know from listening to other stories that abuse usually does not just go away, but rather it gets worse. I can attest to that fact. It wasn't enough that daddy kept us in total fear and submission, that he kept causing our mother to leave home, and that his career was going down the tubes. No, when the devil is involved, he plays for keeps. He is not content with a little pain and suffering. His aim is to steal, kill, and destroy. My mother was gone again. Daddy started calling me to the room to come to his room. I knew this was not right even for a talk. My parents rarely allowed us into their room. It was private, almost sacred. There were things you just didn't do in our home and places you did not enter without permission, like go into the refrigerator, touch the stereo, answer or talk on the phone, or go into mama and daddy's room. Daddy wanted company. I begged and pleaded to sleep in my own bed, but this time to no avail. I won't describe the details. It is sufficient to say he raped me. When I cried too loud, he hit me or bit me. I cried. I screamed for God to help me. In my mind, of course. 
I knew better than to make too much noise. After getting hit and bit, bitten, I knew that I couldn't make too much noise at that point. Um, we're talking about abuse, people. Ain't nothing pretty about it. It's very ugly. It's very dark. It's very painful. It's scary. Why do we do this? Why do we talk about it? So many people, um, even victims of abuse, often don't want to talk about it. And there's many reasons for that. Um, there's some reasons. Some of it is the shame. Some of it is uh, the guilt. Some of it is the fear of, of backlash, knowing that uh, if they do talk about it, you know, because the, the victimizers do a good job of brainwashing you, you know, whether it's through threats that they actually carry out uh, or physical threats or whether it's through verbal threats. Um, you know, if they tell you, you know, if you say anything, nobody's going to believe you. Or if they say things like, if you, if you tell, I'm going to harm your family or I'm going to harm you, I'll come back and get you. I mean, the, the victimizers are very good at bringing their, their victims into subjection. And that's why I talk about the fact that rape is, is, is about power, but it is also about manipulation. That's why I categorize it in the same category as witchcraft, because witchcraft is about manipulating and having control over someone else. So uh, that's why, biblically, I believe rape falls in the category of, of uh, not only... Uh, power, abusing one's power, and, uh, and being driven by lust and lasciviousness, but it also is, is symptomatic of a manipulative spirit, a witchcraft manipulative spirit. <sighs> I was thinking something there, and I lost my train of thought. I hope I didn't leave you hanging. <laughs> But we're talking about abuse, and we're talking about how harmful it is. And I'm trying to inspire someone listening tonight that if you are the victim of such, of such abuse as what I described, that you will do what you need to do to be healed, that you will begin to talk about it, that you will find a confidant. Um, if it has to be a Christian counselor, if it can be a pastor, if it can be a, a close friend, um, that you will find someone that you begin to confide in, um, that you will seek therapy if you need it. Um, if you're not the victim, but just want to be uh, or just... Or how should I say, if you are not the victim, I want to provoke you and inspire you to become informed 
and equip yourself so that you can help the next person because I guarantee you, you probably know somebody who has been abused. You, have, you know somebody who has been sexually molested or raped. I mean, it seems like now wherever I go, this is being confirmed over and over and over. And so I know it's hard to hear. I know it's hard to listen to. But um, that's what we're all about tonight. Um, that's why we do what we do. I could tell you another story. But I think what I'll do is go out tonight in prayer and ask you to bow your heads and to agree with me in prayer. <sighs> Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this opportunity to reach out to people that are hurting, to people that are suffering, to people that are in pain, emotional pain, people that have fears and bondage of different kinds, Lord. You know each and every person because your word tells me that you look after the sparrow, that your eye is on the sparrow. So I know that if your eye is on the sparrow, that you are aware of each and every person on the face of the earth. And I just pray tonight, God, that you will touch somebody, that you will heal somebody that you will bring deliverance in the lives of those people who need it. In Jesus' name I pray, and I thank you right now, Lord. Amen.